Welcome back to another episode of the Get Up Podcast. It's Luke joined by Peter and Jake as usual. Uh, we're going to recap some of the Bradley games this past week that got the Super Bowl. Uh, but first, how are you guys feeling? Pretty good. We went global. We did go global. That was huge. Got some listeners from the Netherlands. Shout out Mal's parents. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you were listening to this one as well. Yeah, we finally went global. We crossed the Atlantic, and it it feels good. Hey, not many not many podcasts can say we we cross borders. So, going overseas is pretty crazy. Especially, I mean, we've done it. In, this is what the ninth episode. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is that is really impressive. Uh, my next goal, our next goal, is going to be uh, the lower forty eight states. I think we're at sixteen right now. So. Spread the word. I still don't care what you mean by the lower 48. Every state besides Alaska and Hawaii. Oh. And you're teaching the youth of America. Hey, I'm teaching math. It's not history. Well, that's not history either. It's geography. Same, but it's in history class. It's in social studies class, in a geography class. Same thing. It's the same thing. It's It's like when people call PE gym. Gym is PE. It's not history and so, social studies is the old. All right. So how about one. that? It's what you generalize it as. <laughs> you don't generalize psychology as history, but those are both social studies classes. But I'm going to say it's history class. But it's not that's, history that's class. That's the main topic is history. Oh, you don't go, I'm going to go into history class. Oh, what history class is it? Psychology? Then you just Then you just look stupid. Okay. But like in American history, you do learn about the math. Yeah. We got you there, history boy. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Um, I just know I'm right, so I'll take that. All right. So, Drake. What a game. Um, I'm glad we're not recording this Saturday night because I was furious. I was furious at the Bradley Braves in the first half, and I was furious at the Zebras in the second half because, oh, my God. What horrible officiating over, overall. But we'll start with the first half. Peter? I'm not too upset with how we played. Um, I'm kind of sick of, like, starting as slow as we usually do. For some reason, we don't we don't play well in the first half. We start to pick it up. It's just tough to – it's tough to always come back in the second half because even though you play well in the second half, you still got to keep it close in the first half, which we haven't been able to do against even Evansville and – uh, we are down, what, 12, 15 points against Drake. You just can't have those slow starts like we've been having. It seemed like for the first 10 minutes, nothing they were shooting was going in. There was a lid. The lid was closed on the rim. Uh, they were getting some decent looks, but just nothing was falling, which was infuriating. Well, yeah, and it, it kind of goes back. Like, 
what we've been saying I feels like the last couple games is it's slow starts almost every single game. Even the ISU game, they didn't start particularly well. It just helped that they were playing a poverty franchise like uh, ISU. But like the Evansville game started slow. ISU, they were starting slow there too. And then Drake at home, it's hard to take that 12-point deficit in so early into a game and come back, even when you're at home. And I'll give them credit. Second half, they bounced back. But when you're going into Arch Madness, you can't be having these slow starts every single game. Which, honestly, really, they, they scored 30 points at halftime, which actually isn't that bad. 30 points isn't bad, but giving up 41 points, I think, is where the main factor is at. We're giving up way too many points in the first half. We outscored them in the second half 37 to 33, which is much more reasonable. But 41 points is just so much. It's like their defense just isn't as tough, isn't as tight as it is in the second half, which I don't know why there's a difference in how they're playing defense, especially because that's like Wardle's identity and that's his thing. Like, Why is that defense so bad in the first half? And they played amazing defense in the second half. It was night and day. It looked like two different teams almost on the court. Yeah, I mean, Tucker DeVries had 18 points with like 16 minutes left in the second half. And then I think they started going, I think Hickman was kind of guarding DeVries a little bit. Hickman's too small to guard DeVries. And then I think they went Mally like pretty much after that because they're like there's one guy that we need to guard and it's Tucker DeVries and he scored three points after that three or four points after that so I don't know I mean I guess it's it's difficult to have someone like Mal who's so important on your offense to always be guarding and getting gassed and guarding the best player every minute of the game but I think especially with this Drake team there's really one guy to guard and that's Tucker yeah I think that was just part of it Tucker would just it seemed Earlier in the game, like they just really couldn't stop him. I mean, I I get I get it, but like you take Tucker out of that team and they're not really that special. So you almost kind of have to sacrifice it and just say, hey, we gotta just stop him and force other players to beat you, and not just let Tucker just get his buckets. Another thing is that they really did not make use of Darnell Brody being in foul trouble in the first half. He quickly got like two fouls I think within the first two or three minutes of the game and immediately they had to sub in their backup center who is he's about the same height as Brody but uh, much skinnier than him and they were able to make their way into the paint a little easier against the 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 center the backup center but Darnell Brody is just such a big guy and they had to have meta in there um, whenever Brody was in there which doesn't really help uh team composition well that's ferguson their their backup center and he honestly gave us the work he went five for six from the field um with 10 points and he's averaging a little under four points a game so giving him 10 points can't happen yeah well like if you look at it, i think part of that has to do with we don't really have that person that can really stop a lot of hype because if you look ferguson and brody I mean, Brody went seven for eight and Ferguson went five for six. So the player that uh, Wardle kind of uses for his height is Jonovic, and he's not a great defender. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a big fan of Kyle Thomas. I I really think he could have been a factor in this game and he didn't play a single minute. So, 
Um, I don't know what the deal is with that, to be honest. I don't know yeah. if he had bad practice week, what what that was, but it's it's definitely definitely an odd aspect, especially because, like you said, Janovic didn't really do much. Well, that's one thing. Like you see, like, Thomas, he's not he's a not bad defender. He has that height too. Why would you not at least try him out there and give him at least a little bit of run of minutes? If you're gonna put Janovic out there just for his height, what's the worst thing that Kyle Thomas could do? What they'd usually do is they stick to the script, whether it's going to be Meta that game or Kyle Thomas. They don't really give them both minutes in the same game. And you can kind of, that's kind of been consistent throughout the season. Nice bounce back win against UIC for the Braves this week. Good to see the boys finally get another win underneath their belts. But I mean, it wasn't anything special of a game, a little boring, but they got the job done, which is what matters. It was good to see improvement from the charity stride. The boys shot pretty well from the free throw line. Jake, what was the stat? Uh, they were 25 for 27, 92.6% from the line. By far their best showing this whole entire year. That That's really been something that they've always kind of had struggles with. So to see them finally be able to kind of click there is really something you like to see going into Arch Madness. And that was especially important because they were up by 24 at one point in the second half and um, UIC ended up cutting that lead down to like 10, I believe, at one point. So making those free throws were pretty important to maintaining uh, part of that huge lead. So we uh, we didn't let them go on a, a huge run and make a make a huge comeback like some of the games we've been seeing in the Valley this season. Yeah, I mean, they got sort of lackadaisical towards the, uh, the end of that second half. I mean, it kind of seemed like they thought they already won the game. I mean, they played well for, what, 20, 23? No, I'm doing bad math. They played well for 32 minutes or so until UIC came back. A little off night from Connor, not making too many shots, but he was carried by Duke Dean and a bunch of other supporting cast that really helped the the Braves win this game this week. Darius Hannah, career high, I believe, right? Yes, correct. You finished with 19? 21, come on. 21. 21. <laughs> 21. Will you do something for me? <laughs> we'll copyright cut it. Check clip that. Check clip that. <laughs> also, friend of the pod, Malvi Leones, five blocks, 18 points. You know, I mean, ever since he came on the pod, he's been a dog. I mean, he's always been a dog, but he's been even more doggy. So, what did you say? <laughs> he's been even more doggy. <laughs> Yeah, Mel definitely has been real doggy the past couple of games. <laughs> His defense particularly, I I mean, he's been scoring the ball like crazy too. He's been shooting from a high clip. But, I mean, that, that defense has been kind of stellar from him ever since. I mean, specifically in that Drake game, he was holding uh, Tucker at the 18 points for about 10 minutes. Um, for the rest of the game and then hold it well they tried to hold what's his name uh isaiah rivera who they called isaiah rivers they couldn't get anybody's name right on that cast uh this past day yeah but mel's lock mel locks up their best players you you know when they put when wardle puts them on their best players they're done they're done for the rest of the game yeah and one thing that you did mention the announcers they were a little little suspect i mean they called uh Christian Davis, Christian Thomas, 
even though Kyle Thomas didn't even touch the floor. That's what, two games in a row that Kyle hasn't played? So you kind of wonder if something else is going on there, if there might be an injury or something they haven't talked about. But at least... No. No? No, they they don't really play Meta and Kyle in the same game. Well, then why wasn't this Kyle's game to play, given that Meta played last game? They don't rotate them every game. They just... They should. Game script, really. At least Jonovic played well this game. Is MVC scripted? Jonovic. People are saying. People are saying. It is. It is scripted. I, I heard speculations that Taylor Swift is breaking up with Travis for for meta. Oh, my God. I did hear about that. I did hear about that. Yeah, his one rebound. Ooh. What? what it's, is- more than, it's more than basketball, Jake. It's love. Probably a seven-foot. You guys, whenever I start speaking, you guys keep speaking over me. That's not true. That is not true. All right. So with Arch Madness approaching. With Arch Madness around the corner. (laughs) Yeah. So Arch Madness is around the corner. And the league were to end today. um, The Braves Braves would be where? Where, Jake? (laughs) We'd be a three seed. Why are you so mad at us right now? I'm not mad. I'm just telling All right. you. Finish the segment, man. We would be the three seed. Indiana State still at one, but Drake's only one game back now of them after their loss at home uh, to Illinois State, which uh, that was a big, a tough loss for Bradley, which means the dream of being a two-bid league has kind of gone down a little bit after that loss. But uh, behind Bradley, there's a four-way tie. With Southern Illinois, Belmont, Northern Iowa, and Murray State all at that, all tied for that four spot right now. So there's some jumbling around going there. Two big games coming up for Bradley. They got Northern Iowa this weekend away, and then uh, Southern Illinois coming up as well. So two must wins for them there. And that can really kind of solidify where they'll end up in March, in Arch Madness. But you win both of those games, you're pretty much looking at that three seed. And then below them, I mean, Evansville, Missouri State, and Illinois State all tied at 6-9. and nine. And then the bottom feeders, UIC and Valparaiso, who no one really cares about. But they're just there, so they have fun. After the, the Drake loss, it was a little scary because the, 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 the teams in fourth place uh, got within one game of the Braves in third. And I'm really hoping that the Braves finish in two or three just so – we can we would have to only play Indiana State in the championship game. I think now, as long as they beat even just one of those teams in Southern Illinois and Northern Iowa, they should pretty much have it locked up. But you would hope they'd be able to beat both of them. But Northern Iowa, that's going to be a, a tough test this weekend or whenever it's up. But um, we play them Saturday, so... Give me a tough test always on the road and nationally televised. So that'll be a tougher challenge for him. But you can, if you win that game and then Southern at home, that's two big steps to locking up one of that either two or three seed come Arch Madness. So, with the topic of Arch Madness in mind, uh, what is kind of your guys' um, thing that you guys are really looking forward to on the weekend of March 8th? I, I think just the, the whole experience. I mean, it's my first time. I know you guys have gone in the past, but I've never been able to to make the trip down. So I'm just excited to to spend time with 
you guys and enjoy some great basketball. Yeah, last year was my first time. Uh, I loved it. The vibes were high uh, around good friends. Got to see Ben Herring and his place. Shout out, Ben. But this year, I'm looking forward, you know, getting a big group and just a full weekend of one of the most fun and exciting tournaments in college basketball. There's nothing really like Arch Madness at the mid-major level. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to I, last year was like my first time going down like in the stands because I've, I've been twice um, when I was a manager. The first year that I went, they won the MVC tournament in 2020. And then the year after kind of the COVID year, we, we were in the play-in game. So we were a bottom four team in the league and we lost. And last year was kind of the first time I was in the stands. Um, the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is just kind of like the feel or the nostalgia of like walking through the arena for the first time for the weekend. Um, just It's just a cool feel. Uh, just going through like a weekend where you know it's just going to be a weekend of basketball and a weekend of college basketball, kind of like a, a preview for March Madness. All right, so we're back Sunday night, a couple hours after uh, Bradley's loss to Northern Iowa National Television. Uh, we're joined by special guest Ben Freeze for this segment, uh, local Peoria reporter. Uh, hello, Ben. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Um, could be better. Could be better. I've seen some bad Bradley losses this season, and that that was one of them. Uh, we're also joined by a special guest, Mister Incredible. I just cleaned up this mess. We keep it clean for ten minutes. We'll try, Mister Incredible. We'll try. Um, Peter, it's showtime. <laughs> Peter, how you feeling? I'm just I I I just don't want to be negative anymore. I feel like it's the same repetition over and over again, uh, especially with these last couple losses. So I'm going to save you guys. Maybe for right now, I'm going to save you some time. Someone else, someone else expand on their worries. Cause I, I just, I just can't, I can't do it right now. All right. You know, we'll start with a positive. All right. A positive we can take away from this game and the last couple games, free throw shooting. Now, as you guys know, this is something I hold very deep and near and cl- deep and close to my heart because it seems every single year that I've been at Bradley or have watched Bradley basketball, we have struggled with free throw shooting. And today, 18 for 20, it's partly what got us back into the game second half. So we can take that as positive, throw everything else away from this game, but free throw shooting was very good. What wasn't good was the three-point shooting. And as we've kind of mentioned, that it's what this team can kind of live and die by. So if you're not hitting your threes, um, especially when they're just kind of chucking and ending on empty possessions too many times in a row, you'll get into those holes. So much chucking. It's just dumb. Like, I know you got, like, Duke and Connor and Mal, they can all hit threes. And Mal, I mean, he was two for five, so, like, you can't even complain with him. But – like Connor, three for nine. Duke, two for eight. I know they have the confidence, and when they they like to be like, oh, if I hit the shot, I can kind of close the gap a little bit more. But you'd want them just to take a smart shot. Don't just be forcing shots just because you uh you think you have the capability of doing it. And especially if you're not shooting well on that day, anyways, just find the right person and settle for a two instead of 
hoping that you can miraculously luck into a three. So just stupid chucking, but free throws were good. Yeah, actually, uh, to kind of echo off of that, our only two bench points in this game were two free throws, courtesy of Ahmet Jonovic. I don't know. I think that I, I'll, I'd echo a lot of what Jake had to say. Um, a lot of just I, – I, I think I said this in the chat during the game. Like just, Some of the shot selection just wasn't the best. Just a bad performance, and we, can, we cannot continue having performances like this um, as we head into March. But I'm not really sure about um, Wardle and the coaching staff's minutes allotment right now. Uh, I don't really think they have certain roster decisions figured out. Uh, especially in the middle of the game. Um, this this game in particular, I was very surprised that uh, the bench players played as little as they did. Um, Damarian in only three minutes. Kyle Thomas, zero minutes again. Riding Pine for, what, like fourth game in a row? Not really sure what all that's about. Kyle Thomas has shown that he's been pretty good in the games that they play him. He's serviceable, and he he knows how to play basketball. He's not as big as some of the other guys on the roster. But uh, he hustles, and that this team is showing a little bit lack of hustle right now. I actually love that point because I mean Kyle Thomas. I think we we've definitely mentioned this before. Kyle Thomas just is constantly moving. Like, he just brings a ton of energy off the bench, like you were just saying, and that's usually the type of guy that I feel like Wardle likes. And for some reason, he's going away from a guy that you love to have on a team. Just the fact that they just start games so slowly that they have to have these monster second halves to even have a chance. And they did, I believe, at one point come within four. But just the fact that they need to have these monster second halves just to even be in the game, it's just it's worrying to me. They start games so horribly. Yeah, I think I think this team has some serious problems. And I think a lot of these we were a lot of fans were blinded. Um, by these problems while they were winning because we were winning and we were home and we were playing bad teams. But you guys have mentioned some of the struggles that we've had. And I, I like I had to write these down because I was so upset after the game. But you guys mentioned like the inconsistency of like a a lineup that Wardle likes. Like we're coming to the end of February where we need to figure out who's playing and who's not playing. And it, it gets into a player's mindset when they're one game, they're giving you 10 to 12 minutes, which is a lot of minutes. And then they're going five games without any minutes. That messes with especially a collegiate athlete, which I just don't I don't understand. We have no depth. We have love Kate Hardkey. Love him, love his effort, but he's not a scholarship player and and it's there's no depth to this team, and I know it hurts that Pettigrew and Ellis left in the middle of the season, but you got to overcome that somehow. We got to find a guy who can take over a game. Good teams have a guy who can actually like take over a game. It seems like Mel's kind of turning into that a little bit. He's the only one who's consistently the only guy who shows up game in and game out on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball. He had a very good game today or against UNI, 16 points, five assists, two steals, and a few blocks. I We just need somebody who can take over a game, and we don't have that right now, along with the slow starts. It's it's re- kind of ridiculous how s- bad we are in the first half. I don't even care about scoring. 
it's the defense that really bothers me. We gave up, what, 45 per points in the first half. So there's just a lot of things that were faded when we were in a, like a nine-game winning streak that were still occurring during that time. And our schedule is not getting any easier. We're playing most State next game, uh, and then we're playing a red-hot at, – At Missouri State. At Missouri Dude. State, and playing on the road is always tough no matter how good or bad the team is. The game after that will be – against ISU, uh, red-hot ISU, have just beat Indiana State and Evansville uh, this past week. So this is a bad time to cool down as other teams are starting to heat up. And, like, games after that, we're playing SIU and Drake. So a tough we're having a tough end of the season here. SIU also just beat Indiana State as well. So And they're one game behind us in that four spot. So we're in trouble of, again – Mentioned this earlier in the podcast. We're in trouble again of falling out of that that bye a Thursday, which is which is scary. I just want to echo something that Peter said earlier, just about like the inconsistent minutes. Um, and I don't want to make this sound like I'm going after Wardle because I think that overall he's a pretty good coach. But he did make some comments after the game about like, oh, like, and then this isn't an exact quote, but he said something to the effect of like, oh, like this isn't the game to be playing the young guys, but like consistently throughout the season, guys like Birch, guys like Almar have had big roles on this team. And yet what they, I mean, Birch had what three minutes and Atlas had nine minutes. So it's like, it just feels weird that they didn't, they, that they saw their roles shrink in this game. I don't know. Especially when you had guys like Mal and Darius in foul trouble for a good chunk of the game. Like this is the perfect time to get those guys to play. Maybe spark something off the bench. Cause we need it. We desperately needed a spark against the CUNI team. They they couldn't miss. Mm-hmm. And I think also one of the other things, like Atlason only getting nine minutes, kind of I like that irks me because he's a guy who, when he's shooting well off the bench, I mean he can give you like a nice six, seven, eight points off the bench. I guess we should be saying is that hopefully the team bounces back. Because now they have opportunities, like Luke mentioned before, they have opportunities against good teams to kind of solidify their spot in that that three or that two. It looks like it's probably going to be a three or a four. Maybe they can solidify that spot with the upcoming against some of those good teams and some home games. They got two and two, two road, two home games. And going down the stretch, goal is to just get that three or four seed. That has to be the only thing on their mind. You play who's in front of you. I think if we win two of these next four, we have a good chance of at least getting the four seed. So I think we're still – it's not over. We have life, and it's not the end of the world if we miss the top four seeding. It's going to suck having to play Thursday in Arch Madness, but at least we'll, they'll still be playing. It's just you got to get through these next four games, and we'll see what happens, but – I think the, this week is going to be big for them to kind of build some momentum. Because if you look at it, I know Illinois State's been hot recently, but playing them at home, crowd should be should have some energy. I mean, Saturday night game. So you look to hopefully take momentum from that in Missouri State this week and build off that because you got – some games, tough, tougher games following that up. Another way of looking at it, I was talking to uh, Garrett, Luke. Yeah, love Garrett. Today, and I was telling him, I was like, just like really, because he was watching the game as well, like upset. And he goes, well, 
that just makes Arch Madness all the more exciting because now there's not as much high expectations per se. So now the more wins that they get, it's the more exciting and it's it's more of like that underdog story in a way. Yeah, and speaking of Arch Madness, just booked our, our Airbnb for the weekend. Pretty excited. It's gonna be a shout fun. out Amanda. Shout out Amanda, our our real estate agent for St. Louis this weekend. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a movie. We're gonna make uh, St. Louis less boring than it usually is. Hey, St. Louis ain't ready for us, Jake. They really aren't. These streets ain't ready. Streets are not ready. And trust oh. me, St. Louis, they don't have as many streets as Terre Haute. But they <laughs> had a lot of streets. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Get Up Podcast, episode nine in the books. Uh, maybe we'll have a special live episode for episode 10. Uh, maybe at Cruisin's, uh, Peter's Basement, $70 a ticket. No autographs. Right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, and hopefully we can bounce back. Free this- pictures, though. I'll take free pictures. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Hope All right, can... thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's let's bounce back this week. Yeah, bounce back this week. And I said, we said, I said, are you strong? They said, I'm strong. Are you strong? And I said, we strong. Man. We're back!